You are listening to the Wahal Podcast. Wahal means speak, say, or talk in the world of language. This is a show for you about culture, society, and more. Sorry, that was my phone. I forgot to put it on, uh, you know. Man, put your phone on silence, bro. Make make it vibrate or something. Feel no me? problem, my dog, my G. No problem, no problem. No it's problem. like when you go to the, when you go to the mosque. It's oh, there's always a sign that says, "Yo, shut off your phones. Put on silence." You know what I mean? Do not. Yo, one time I remember yeah, going to the mosque <laughs> and somebody's no true story. True story. <laughs> this is this is the mosque in. Like in Fenetro Mermos, you know, yeah. like, you know, like Jack Bay. true story. We went there, like, and this, I think this was like a Friday, you know, uh-huh. Friday prayer, man, Juma pray. We went there, somebody phone goes off. It was 50 and Young Buck. Remember that song that was like on that first Junior album? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, bro. You tap in their pockets like, that's going to stop. Oh. Nah, bro, put that phone out. You feel me? <laughs> Make it stop ringing. You feel me? It's that simple, bro. Absolutely crazy. But yeah. Crazy. So, Definitely. what are we talking about today? All right. I mean, um, today I think like there's a um, there's a topic that just can't be escaped. The whole world has been put on hold because of it, and it is the coronavirus. You know, um, it's being lived in different ways by different people. Some people have been affected more than others, and I feel like it would be it would be good for us to share our perspective as Senegalese people, as black men, as immigrants in this country on how it has uh, affected us, and also the people within our community um like just to give a larger picture for people who might not be aware yeah. or people who may be somewhere else in our same conditions just wondering what it's like for us if i'm just going to talk about me for example how covid really affected me i mean i got I, i got a job and i'm still working i can work from home even though i ain't been doing a lot of work i'm saying so i was at home i was still getting paid like i was like i would be paid if i was at um in the office When I was at home, I was working from home. And um, yeah, like two weeks ago, we started going back to the office. So, I mean, the only thing that changed is like, I feel like, you know what I mean? It, it, it was also during Ramadan. So Ramadan was a lot mm-hmm. easier, bro, for me, honestly, because I was just, I would get up in the morning, eat, pray, f- go back to sleep. You know what I mean? Get up mad late, pray, whatever. You know what I mean? And it's like, I would do my jobs if I have if I have projects to do. You feel me? So Ramadan was a lot Absolutely. easier. Absolutely. Yeah. Ramadan was definitely a lot easier. So that's how we, like, honestly. And then after Ramadan, I started working out, you feel me? Because I had time. And I, had, I, so, I, started, yeah. I started working out a lot more. Because during Ramadan, I didn't really. Absolutely. Didn't really so, like, like, Corona for me, honestly, bro, it didn't affect me in a bad way. Me, personally, if I'm just talking for myself. No, no, definitely. Uh, definitely, man. Like, And, like, I have to say, like, thank God, you know, that um, uh, because me, I'm very similar to you in that you know in that aspect to where i was able to i wasn't really affected in a big way except that i was i've just spent a lot of time alone i spent a lot of time alone but this was very unusual for the first time in my life i gotta say 
that the time in which I'm isolated is a lot. But overall, I have to say that as far as Senegalese immigrants, um, as far as African people, uh, just as far as people together, that we are on the lucky side of things. Because yeah. if we look at a lot of people within the Senegalese community and African community yeah. in, in general, there's a lot of people who are, um, who work, who do ride shares, people who work in the service industry mm. as well. And a lot of that has been disrupted. And we've course, seen that, you know, and yeah. we've seen that um, it has affected a lot of people uh, financially in a disastrous way. Bro, you know, bro and, not to uh, cut you off, but Wadisek was supposed to come here on April 4th, bro. You know what I'm saying? Imagine how many promoters put their money on that. Senegalese promoters, especially. Absolutely, you know. And um, just that, not to count that, um, absolutely, like you said, and just like think about all the people that drive uh, Ubers, oh, yeah. all the people that work cabs. in restaurants, you know, yeah, the cabs yeah. and all that, especially in the part of the country where we are in New York City, where there is a very, very large Senegalese community. Oh, yeah. And a lot of the community works in service in the service industry or in the retail industry or own their own businesses. But oh, yeah. a lot of that was dependent on foot traffic as well. So um, that has been affected in a, in a devastating way uh, to which that um, I say this because the way stuff works in Senegal economy, when you have so much money being sent back from people who are, from Senegalese people who live abroad, our economy is very, very dependent oh, yeah, yeah. on money being sent back from those places. So in a ripple effect way, this is being, this is affecting people in Senegal as well, who depend on that type of money also in a devastating way. You know, and my heart goes out to them. Yeah. I'm not quite sure on how exactly to organize and help those people. You know, uh, we do what we can on a, direct basis obviously that doesn't solve a whole problem but i just wanted to i just wanted to point that out that um there are a lot of ripple effects uh, that the coronavirus has created and that are affecting people who the people who could afford it the least i was looking up the um the amount of money that's actually being sent by <laughs> like you know senegalese expand yeah. i mean how how much they how much money they really sent I, I believe it is um, um, 66% or two-thirds of our, of our gross, national, gross national product. Uh, don't quote me on this. I hate, um, I probably shouldn't have said that because I hate to say numbers and correct. quotes and figures without being 100% accurate. Yeah, sure. okay. um, but um, I, it is a very important figure, you know. Yeah. It is a very important figure, and um, you, you and I, my, you and I know about that. Direct, I think you'd be very hard pressed to find a Senegalese person here, an adult working, who is not cognizant of that, who doesn't know yeah. um, how, who doesn't have relatives, mm -hmm. friends that depend on our financial assistance. And um, I just want to say that my heart goes out to them as well because. This is a very, very, very tough time for everybody in the world. And we're lucky, once again, 
to be in a position where we can even talk about it this way. Well, from what I'm seeing, it's like Tango, they're saying it's 500, almost half billion dollars was sent like 2018. That's a lot of money, bro. It's a lot of money. Matter of fact, it's so much money that I'm trying to, what we're, what we're looking at, if it's a half a billion dollars, then we're looking at what, 300 billion? I want to pivot here a little bit. Do you think that um, this pandemic will refocus our um, our spending, our investments more towards health infrastructure? I think it should, especially because if we if we if we if we're talking to who's making those infrastructure, who should be making, should be building, which is obviously the government. They should rethink how everything is done. They should rethink about. Our health system, you know what I'm saying? They should think about, you know what I'm saying, a lot a lot of stuff. But it's like we know how, how it goes. Like it's like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of promises will be made and you know no, absolutely. Um most likely won't be kept. I, absolutely. And um I'm actually going to go a little further. I think that this um the fact that the world stopped for a minute, not necessarily in Senegal because we just couldn't afford for the world to stop because people just had to survive. But what I'm saying is, what I'm hoping is that the population itself will see the pressing need for health infrastructure and demand it. And what I mean demand it is make that the top of the prior, top of the list in terms of priorities, right? And um, the reason why I say that is because a lot of times um, infrastructure, when infrastructure is being built, yeah. you know, most of the time we're thinking roads yeah. or this, and which, you know, absolutely they are very, very important. But if I believe that the biggest focus should be on health infrastructure and basic education, infrastructure because without we have a population that extremely young meaning that in not that long you know if you're looking at the next next coming decades we're going to have a population um like a workforce i'm going to say that is going to be very very populated to me now is the time and i'm not saying that we are not doing anything when it comes to this uh, that would be unfair without having you know all of the information available but i believe that from the population's point of view that what this pandemic is showing us um not that we didn't know already but that it cannot wait in terms of having focusing i mean making it top of the top priority in terms of having health posts, especially in the rural areas. And what I mean by that, we do not put enough money. You have lots and lots of villages and rural co communities where they have to go kilometers and kilometers and kilometers just to have access to a nurse, let alone have access to a doctor. In terms of that, you might have to go hours, travel hours, sometimes even a day, depending on how you're going to get there. And this, when you live in the car, is not necessarily felt all the time. We know it's real, but without you seeing it, it's not part of your re reality necessarily. And I think this pandemic is showing us that, once again, it cannot wait. Health, infrastructure, 
and investment in basic education because that will help us fight the diseases like this in the future. If we have, if our children, the youth knows, um, is able to have certain rudimentary, to know certain, certain basic things, I feel like it will help us in a fight against this type of diseases in the future yeah, because yeah, I don't yeah. think it's Of course, good because, yo, check this out. For instance, like, bro, I'm telling you, it's a lot of people. I mean, this is even in America. But in Senegal, there's a lot of people that still do not believe that Corona is a thing. Like, it's real. You know what I'm saying? Because we tell, they don't believe in it. Why? Because, like, just the way their brain is structured. I don't know. Maybe they, 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 didn't, they, they didn't go to school or they're not smart. I don't know. I don't know how to explain. Because even some people that never and, went and to school... Absolutely. They believe in this and you know, they're taking their precautions. You might, you know what I'm saying? That's why you might even see that people who are educated but even don't believe in it. But in Senegal, you just have a big, a big part of the population that still do not believe in this and they are not taking their precautions. You know what I'm uh, absolutely. And that's something, um, and you, you're, making a, you're making a great point. And that goes back to, um, and that goes back to the reason why I brought up um, the J. Cole stuff. Yeah. And people, for example, people like us, right? We're sitting here and we can tell that because a person doesn't necessarily have access to certain information to a, and, I, and this is very, and this is very delicate, right? Like people not having able, not having, um, not being able to process certain types of things because they've just not been equipped with the proper tools. So I feel like there's a, it's, there's also a, communication factor there in terms of how do we reach out to those people without necessarily talking down to people yeah you know without Absolutely. necessarily yeah talking at people like how do we get that's being that's being not completely i want to say to 100 but it's it, it's being done like you watch tv you say they tell you hey covid is here you know what i'm saying wash your hands I mean, give people distance like six feet. They've been showing, they be saying it in all types of languages. I'm talking about Senegal, for instance. What of whatever. But, bro, some people are going to watch that. Their favorite artists are even making songs about this. Like, Fatu Lobe made a song about this. You feel me? Like, you know, a lot of people are being reached out to. <laughs> Shout out to Fatu Lobe. You know I mean? Like, Shout out to Fatu Lobe. Definitely. Yo, you Pop Chopin made a song, made, made a song about this, bro. Like, like like chat second them bro they're making songs about corona saying like wash your hands give people distance wear your mask so it's not just about it's not just the boy capsi or you know what i mean the the, the 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 super smart guy that went to the best schools in senegal that just have this information this information is really going everywhere in the country some people are going to hear it still bro will not believe in it you know what i'm saying it's just it's, it's crazy and it's like but i feel like so far, I don't know if we're lucky or it's God watching over us, but we've been doing a lot better than the West in some of the countries in the West. You know what I mean? I, I'm not going to get into the uh, technicals and all that because yeah. I am not a doctor and I couldn't tell you, you know, exactly yeah. why it is. But yeah. I'll, I'll leave you with this, right? That in terms of um, making people aware and all this, I believe that even past the coronavirus, this is an opportunity for people to rethink on how we communicate. It's, and when I say people, I really mean people who may have access to a certain type of information, yeah. people who 
may have a different perspective, a, a different perspective. Like, how do we communicate with our brothers and sisters who yeah. might not necessarily have access to that without well, without sounding like we without sounding like we're talking down at people? I believe this is an opportunity to learn how to do that. To you know, first be cognizant of it. Uh, yeah. That that's a risk, and to you know say okay. How do we bridge that gap to well, make sure that when something this important happens, yeah. that at least we can all be on the same page? Well, that's why that's when you that's why you say that we the the infrastructure we need, especially like education. We build more schools, like we need better hospitals, and I think you know what I mean the education part. You know what I mean could could help with this type of you know I mean, situation. You know, it's like people might be able to just like digest a lot more information and understand it. You know. Not just hear about it, but actually hear it and understand it. And it's like when I say school, I'm not just talking about like you know French school or like you know what I mean Ecole Ecole Normale Senegal. You know, I'm also talking about mm-hmm. Dara. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's like I feel like they are both school. Plus, it's like on both sides you go to get knowledge. So to me, it's school. You feel me? Both of them, and then and, and, and yeah, like I think that could help, and people will be a lot more able to digest certain information. Um, I agree with you, um, except that I'm not, you know, and this might sound controversial, but um, at this point, I don't really care. Mm. Um, I'm not counting on most of the dollars, especially the ones in the car, I will say, you know, because I don't want to speak out of turn here. Okay. Uh, But if we're talking about the car, I do not believe, you know, from um, for 18 years, I was born and raised, lived in the car before I started going back and forth different countries. I My experience with those, it did not occur to me to think one time that what those people in the diary, their main, their first and main concern was the children's w- well-being. Honestly, I never see that way. I don't think that's the case. So... And I don't believe that they are actually safe places because a lot of those kids end up being straight kids, you know, are malnourished. And um, I don't want to, you know, we we know of this issue, so I don't want to go back and forth. But I feel no, for like sure. that uh, maybe during, you know, with all this coronavirus talk as well, yeah. uh, we have to, there are certain things that need to be addressed in terms of the danger. If And the coronavirus seems not to be very lethal towards younger people but mm-hmm. imagine if it was yeah uh can you imagine disaster that would have been for those kids living how many of them in the daras in god knows what type of sanitary conditions yeah. you know with an adult who's not necessarily there um to pick up on somebody maybe feeling ill or who just quite frankly a lot of times does not have the kids best interest at heart you know so i feel like this is something that obviously is very difficult to bring up and talk about in Senegal because the issue gets conflated with re- religion and you turn into this guy who doesn't believe in God, you're a heretic and all this uh, other stuff. But <laughs> we, 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 we need to address this, man. Because no, for kids sure, are not supposed to be in a... No, no, for sure. But this is the thing. I think, but when I was, when I was saying L'Ecole France, when I say this French school, which is Ecole Francaise, Ecole Catholique, Ecole Publique, Ecole Privilege, whatever. Mm-hmm. But also you have, um, you have some, you have like L'Ecole Coranique also that is regulated by the, by the government, you know? And you have... Is the, it really? 
But I'm not, but there's there's some that are regulated by the government. And you have the, okay, I see what you mean. I see what exactly. you exactly. Okay, but now no, you not. have now you have the underground, the non-regulated, non-respecting laws, whatever that is. You feel me? And those honestly, they are putting these kids' lives on the line, literally. And that's where I, that's why, for example, the government had to step in. The government had to step in, and you know all those that they had to keep those kids inside. But this is the thing. If you're a daughter and you keep those kids inside, you're not feeding them. Because <laughs> everything they eat, no, kids go get that money. Not you only you're not feeding them, exactly. <laughs> you're not not only them. you're not feeding them, but you yourself, you're not you eating. yourself now, you're not eating because you're depending on these kids yep, to feed yep. yourself. You depend on these kids to feed them, to feed, you know what I mean? You're not even probably not feeding your family. So what do you do? Like, which is which is wall. crazy because we never look yeah. at it that way. But uh, oh, yeah. you know, you know, yeah. I don't want to go too too crazy because we can, you know. But it's like it's something it's, bro, that we can talk about another definitely, time. Definitely, definitely, this is definitely like, a topic that we should talk about at some point. You feel me? Definitely. But but then COVID, COVID definitely. You know I mean, it it, it 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 changed a lot. It hit a lot of people, especially like people who own their own business. You know what I'm saying? It, it really hit hard, bro. Yeah, it's and, uh, uh, like you said, and, and also for people who are b- businesses in themselves, you know. Yeah. But once again, I'm thinking about people who might drive Uber or Lyft, you know. Yeah. Um, that type of thing has been affected tremendously. Mm-hmm. People are not doing right shares. Um, people are not traveling back and forth as well, especially yeah. for the last three months. So that has affected oh, yeah. them a lot, you know, and uh, hopefully I feel like we raised up that we raised a lot of uh, the, that we raised a, a lot of good topics. Excuse me. Um, we do, we certainly do not have all the solutions and answers, uh, but I think it's a start in us to start talking about the tough things, right? Meaning that where do we go? What, what do we learn from a pandemic like this? Like this, for sure, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, just, but I'm glad that we were able at least to uh, talk about some of these things. And um, uh, for my part, um, I don't really have much else to say when it comes to that. So um, if you'd like to take us home. I think we can talk about some bullshit now because we have a lot of time. Yeah, we raised a lot of good exactly. points, and, and I feel like <laughs> we can talk about yeah. some bullshit now. And that's a very good back and forth. Yeah, it's a very, very yeah, good mean, back and forth, man. No, oh, and it's um, what do you think about um, just like r- real quick? What do you think about the whole J Cole thing stuff? Because like I feel like people are missing the point completely. But you know, that's that's what it is with art Bro. too, because it's up to. It's left up to interpretation, but Definitely. I don't even feel like J. Cole is really talking for himself. Nah, bro. Nah, he's not. That's why that's why I was talking to I was talking to a friend earlier who was like, yo, yo, what do you think about Kyrie saying the NBA should come back? You feel me? I'm like, well, I mean, he can speak for himself, you feel me? But I don't think he mm. he should be the one. I mean, just get What up. do you think about it? You. Well, I think this is what I think about it. If I was in a, terms of him saying that, yeah. How do I feel about? It? That's what I'm saying. I feel, I'm, I'm feeling like he's saying his opinion. He's he's free to say his opinion. I don't necessarily have to agree with it, but I feel like he's free to say his 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 opinion. But me personally, if you ask me, I believe that each player 
know what I'm saying? Should take their, you know what I mean? Should, should make their own decision. I think they have a player association, right? So they do. Yeah. So the, and that's the thing, right? Um, it's not. Um, they have to. They have to come to to together. Each player can't just make their own decision. That's so, um, I think honestly, it's there are two things at play, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning that um, what they're saying, I don't. I understand what they're saying, even though I don't agree. But the fact that it was Kyrie and Dwight, like people who were being m- maligned before this mm. when they come out and talk about these type of issues we already are not taking them with the same level or degree of g- gravity that it would have oh, been sure. if it's like somebody like LeBron, LeBron or like course, Chris Paul or you know what I mean like yeah. somebody who somebody who didn't say like crazy shit like yeah. the earth is flat or like dinosaurs you know didn't saying? exist you know like you still believe the earth is flat so, though. that's crazy but I don't if this had been an NFL guy saying this right yeah I'd be like, okay, do you know why? Because I don't believe the NFL are allies. The NFL, the institution, I don't yeah. believe they are allies in terms of fighting the oppression of black people. Oh, no. I believe that they no. see all of the players as a commodity. Of course. And then it is what it is. It's but business. I, I, you know, and I understand that NBA owners a business, but it is not the same feeling I get. And I think a lot of people will say the same thing. I don't believe the NBA is an adversary in this. I believe that they are allies and that the players will be better served to use that platform, that the NBA will willingly, willingly give and put at their disposition to further enhance this fight, right? And I under, Kyrie's points, they make sense, you know? Believe, uh, believe me, I think that makes sense. He's saying that, you know, what they're saying is that once we get back to playing basketball, that most of the talk would be basketball. And not miss, And we have here an opportunity to seize the moment and capitalize, right? Yeah. But I don't know if you've been looking at the Premier League. Not really. Every single game since it returned, right, this week, yeah. every single game before the game, the players take a knee, right? That's good. And then... At the back of the jerseys, they don't have their names. It all says Black Lives Matter. And at the beginning of every game, what one when they're doing it, yeah. the commentator takes his time and explains clearly why the players are taking a knee. You know, and it always ends with the um, phrase Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that's an opportunity to capitalize on yeah. for NBA players. To do to go even further because you have opportunities to put you know microphones in front of these people. They have Absolutely. they can do PSAs, announcements, doing uh, timeouts, and all those other things to keep that image to the point where if you want to watch this, then you can't escape the message. The message, yeah. You know, I that's my stance on it. I just think that Kyrie might not be the perfect um the perfect <laughs> messenger to be talking about this stuff nah, nah bro but yeah bro like i mean my boy was talking about i was like yeah i mean they can all make their own decisions whatever i mean Kyrie's entitled to his own opinion you know of course it is but this is you know what that means as, as well because the second a part of that that people always forget is like yes everybody is entitled to their own opinion but everybody else is entitled to react to, to that opinion once you make it public, uh-huh. you know? And um, I think it's just really sad that, um, like, it shows 
a little bit of um like i don't like to see like when a group of black people are united yeah. in doing something uh-huh. and not to say that this year was wrong or right right uh-huh. but it does pain me to see a little bit of discord at least publicly you know yeah. what i mean and uh this makes me think that we we may have to tackle some of these topics man a little bit more topics that are maybe a little bit lighter you know yeah, because yeah. i actually enjoy this back and forth that was that was our bullshit hour <laughs> yeah i like it man the bullshit hour is not so bad plus it's good practice <laughs> you know what i'm saying that was i think that was really good you know yeah sensational <laughs> Sensational. <laughs> Absolutely. We are we are missing our third musketeer. Yeah. My man Lamini, aka Lamin, aka the Malian from Atlanta. You know. The Dalai Lama. AKA, AKA Dalai Lama, aka Sarah Holy Pimp, aka AKA New York and DK Flow Rider. You know. I mean Jersey Boy, Jersey Shore, you feel me? All that. Absolutely, a hundred percent, man. We're definitely missing him. You know, mm-hmm. aka uh, Birma. I don't want to forget that too, man. Mm-hmm. You know, aka Black Feather Cap. What? Aka Ricky Suave. <laughs> man, shout out to my man Lemon. We definitely yeah. missed him a lot on this one. Um, so uh, next time we we'll all be together and we'll just be better off it, man. Mm-hmm. So we'll, without further ado. I have to you, man. Pull up in motor cash. I got a show today. It's all I'm trying to do. Hustle and motivate. Choppers to throw away. Hustle to overweight. That's why they follow me, huh? They think I know the way.